Hello, good morning and welcome. My name is Graham and I'm delighted to be with you all today as we start these journeys into asking what it is to be really free. Free from constraints and conformity, free from constant testing and peer pressure, and free from unsafe and uninspiring school environments. Free to let children explore the world around them through play, cooperation and inspiration. Free to let children learn naturally, following their innate curiosity and endless creativity. We come to see that learning isn't about doing well at school, it's about engaging with life. I'll be here for you, and I will serve you, and I will carry your message around. Hello and welcome. Today it is our delight to bring to you the next in our series of homeschool clips taken from our podcast, Homeschooling and Liberty. You can find us over at homeschoolingandliberty.com and listen to all of our previous shows with the leading lights in creative homeschooling, self-directed learning, and inspired living. Tell a friend, subscribe to the podcast, and sign up to our newsletter to stay in touch as we continue this journey called life. In these short, inspiring clips, we offer a glimpse into shared philosophies for all parents wishing to raise healthy, happy, and independent young adults. Please find yourself very welcome, whether you're considering homeschooling, an established homeschooling family, or an educator wishing to change the system from within to see a more caring, creative, and self-directed learning environment. As many of us are in limbo from one day to the next, deciding the best choice for our children at any given time in life can be daunting. As we witness the attempts to quash our inalienable freedoms, we have to ask who is in control of our lives and where are they proposing to take us? To take back our freedoms, we must start by giving kids a space of learning that offers respect and autonomy as they're given birthright. For new listeners, perhaps homeschooling is appealing to you, but you are interested in more structure. Maybe you are interested in the philosophies of self-directed education, where the child is in charge of their learning and their life. Well, to take all of this into account, and the options out there, today we look at what it would take to start your very own school. This may seem a massive undertaking, but now is the time for great change. When looking at learning, even in the design of a school, could it not be more like home? Could it not be more comforting to bring out children's natural brilliance? Well, today we hear from Jeff Collins, who did that and set up his very own Hudson Valley Sudbury School in Woodstock, New York. Jeff likes to call the school he and his wife set up a little village, a social construct to understand what it means to live together. Students are not coerced to learn anything and take an active part in making the rules and shaping the direction of the school. As Jeff envisions, it's all about getting these ideas into the mainstream conversation, as we now see a proven track record to spread this message worldwide. So if you have passions of starting a homeschool co-op, homeschool resource centre, or even an undertaking as big a project as Jeff has done, it just takes a vision, local support and trust. It's all possible. So please enjoy. So it was, you know, I didn't grow up thinking it was going to start a school. Um, that, that would be a little naive. <laughs> I, um, but I, there was a time, you know, my daughter was three and there's just nothing out there. And, you know, fortunately, my wife and I had the resources to be able to undertake something of this size and magnitude. And so um, 
with those those resources that we happen to have, because I, you know, it's really successful in, in the tech world. Um, we just set out and did it and, did it and started it, and we had no idea what it involved. Right. So we had to first um, do research of what it takes to start a private school in the state of New York, and each state's different. So you know, we found, you know, on a website how to do that in New York, what the process was. We um, talked to our friends, our neighbors. Um, parents of children that our daughter, you know, that our daughter knew and socialized with, try to get them interests. Some were, most weren't. Um, eventually, we got a, um, we set up a meeting in our town in Woodstock, New York, and um, invited the public, put an ad in the paper saying, please come find out about a new alternative school starting in New York, starting in Woodstock, without any more detail than that. We didn't tell them what the school was about, what the you know, philosophy of what was in the ad. We just wanted to get them there. Right. And we had over 150 people show up to find out about this unknown school that was <laughs> going to start in Woodstock. Right. And to me, what that indicates is such a, a lack of options and such a need for different options and such a desire for something, something totally, completely different that that many people would show up. Absolutely. And, you know, of course, when we describe the school, um, you know, some people wanted that kind of philosophy of education, some didn't. So the ones that wanted to joined our founders group, and we ended up with about 15 people working on it. Um, we had someone from NYU Education Department call us up. She was getting her degree. As an undergrad, as an undergrad, she joined our founders group because it's something that they really want. Um, so from that point on, it took about Few years. Um, the biggest challenge is getting a building. Frankly, um, there's state codes, there's local codes. Um, we ended up having to build a building to make it, you know, satisfactory for us. And um, that process was what took it the longest: was getting the building actually built. And the design of that is intended to be like a large house instead of like a school, because we want a feeling within the school of community, of um, family, of social structure that is natural instead of forced. So, you know, we have a structure that looks like a, like I said, like a house instead of like a school building. Right. And then in 2004, we opened up the school. Um, it was in June, June 14, 2004. And we opened up for just two weeks because it was the end of the school year. We opened that date because that was the date we got the building permit for the, you know, occupancy permit. And um, for those two weeks, we had 25 kids. And then we opened in the fall and we had about 35 kids. We um, kind of stayed between 35 and 45 for a few years. And then we started to grow. Now we're about 65 to 75 kids. Wow. Okay. And as far as what we see into the future... You know, we want to continue expanding this model, not just in our local school, but more globally. You know, we see such a demand and need for something different. And again, it's not for everybody, but at least it's an option for people who want to enable their kids to be in a school where they get to choose what they do. They get to have the trust of the staff and the people around them that they can accomplish what they need to accomplish without being coerced mm -hmm. and that's you know 
that's really our long-term goal is to create this understanding this kind of model works to make it available for people that want that and to make it um, part of the mainstream conversation of education, which it isn't now. For any parents listening out there, they might think, well, there's no rules. So how does any learning get done? What, what are the most common misconceptions? You, I'm sure you hear the same things pretty much about such freedoms or lack of rules. What would you say to parents concerned with those? Well, I think there's a couple different ways to answer that. One is um, there are definitely rules. There are definitely rules of behavior in any Sudbury school. There are laws. In fact, we have you know, a written law book saying what the rules of behavior are within the school. And those are enforced by the school itself. They're not, so it's not like you come and do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. No one's going to care what you do. That's, that's not at all what it's like. Um, the difference, though, is that our laws are actually written down so that you know exactly what the laws are. And because it's a democracy, the kids are part of creating, modifying, removing, changing those laws. They're part of the process that goes into making the laws instead of just being subjected, subjected to the laws. Mm. So if you want to really involve someone in understanding what the behavior needs to be, the best way to do that is to have a conversation and to engage them in making their own laws. So that's the real difference between, hey, you, come, you go into a, a, a school where you're told what to do versus you go into a school where these are the set of laws that currently exist and you have the right to make a motion to change that law. And if you can argue that the law should be changed effectively and you get the votes, the law is changed. Right. So that's, that takes ownership over the laws and over the rules. And once anyone has ownership, they feel more responsible and respect those laws more. Um, so the laws are obvious. The laws are typical, like no hitting anybody, no bullying, no, you know, abusive language, that kind of stuff, down to really small ones, like you must pick up after yourself. I mean, that's, that's pretty important in a community where people have to, have to live eight hours a day. You want everyone to pick up after themselves. So those kinds of things are typical standard laws in Sudbury School. They're enforced, um, and they're enforced by a committee of people that includes primarily students, and then one staff member, and the staff member changes. So it doesn't, it's not like the staff member is in charge of it, the student's actually in charge of it. The staff member is just there to present their point of view. Um, there's no, again, there's no veto power. The staff member doesn't have control over what happens. They're just a member of the community, and as a member of the community, they're part of the justice system. So as I was saying, the system is run by students. Um, they decide you know what happens they investigate whenever something says whenever someone writes a report saying that they think someone may have broken a law they investigate that report to find out what really happens based on what really happens they see if any laws were actually broken and if there were they say hey you know you broke a law do you plead guilty or not guilty and typically the student pleads guilty and by the way staff can be charged too um, and once they plead they're given a sentence which corresponds to basically what they did. So for example, if someone littered, like if I left my coffee cup lying around, I could be charged with littering. I would probably, I would definitely plead guilty because I'm sure I left my coffee cup around. I do it all the time. Um, and I'd get a sentence typically of, of cleaning, of taking out the garbage. 
so again, related to what we, what the what the um, what the law was that got broken. Um, so again, it's not you know it's not crazy kids all over the place running around. It's, it's people in a social construct understanding what it takes to make a group of people who live together, work together, spend hours together be able to manage their environment well. It's really an, a kind of a laboratory for creating a social group, a social grouping. Um, we like to refer to it as our little village. I hope you got as much out of that talk as I did. An excellent introduction to where we are now and where we could be. Please check your inbox. We'll be back in touch very shortly for much more inspiration for you to start your journey into homeschooling, child-led learning and liberty. If you know of any families looking for alternatives to school, please give them our information, homeschoolingandliberty.com, and they are more than welcome to join us on this journey. We'll see you real soon. Cheers. Calling us with this new song Yeah, you gotta listen what it has to say It will guide you along Yeah, you gotta put yourself first every time And she will catch you when you fall Yeah, you gotta love yourself from within Love yourself till you're full Yeah, yeah, you gotta take the power back Reclaim Ask yourself this question. What is so amazing and wonderful at government-run schools that you would send your children there to be taught by essentially strangers, a curriculum over which you have no authority or control? How would you like to be a part of your children's learning? You were a part of your children's learning as colors, how she ties her shoes, what is a butterfly, why mommy loves her. Why would you not want to continue to be a part of that? Look at what you've been told for so long that you have to say, well, maybe maybe they're not right and maybe your instincts are right. Unlearn those things. This is about human rights and endowing children with dignity and agency and autonomy. Um, and, and then guess what? As a side benefit, it works. Thank you, Graham. If you've made it this far, we really hope you enjoyed today's talk, along with all the others available at homeschoolingandliberty.com. We're a small team producing this podcast, but as we see the numbers grow exponentially, I feel a duty to realise the full potential of this movement into a world embracing homeschooling and promise to produce more. So for me to dedicate more time and resources to the show, it would be amazing if you could spare a cup of coffee or whatever you feel each month to keep us up and running. This will go directly to the podcast and cover the cost to spread this message far and wide as possible. You can find many ways to donate over at homeschoolingandliberty.com and become an active part of the community with lots more involvement to follow. As a homeschooling father of two freedom-loving, inspiring young girls, my simple promise is to look for more guests, more inspiring speakers, to take us through the highs and hurdles of homeschooling, however those adventures may look, together into a world of family fun, creativity and joy. So here's to that, 
and to whatever support you can give. It is truly appreciated and honours our ideal of paying it forward to the next family living free, raising self-directed, creative and caring young adults. We'll see you soon.